Let's go! Football card collecting and investing. We are loving the feedback, the comment section. We, we, we've had some tough comments. We have mostly positive comments. We love it. Whatever your opinion may be, that's the point of this show, Andy. We want people to be able to voice their opinions and learn along as we learn about football cards, right? And what we want to start this episode off with today, Andy, what set do you focus in on the most? If you're watching this on YouTube, comment down below. If you're listening to this answer this question right now to yourself and andy before i give my answer i'll let you give your answer yeah so the main set that i focus in on because i think it's important you know this is the biggest variable we have between just you know tracking the stock of a player in fantasy football or just general nfl and football cards is, is the amount of different variables in football cards whether it be the set the brand the print run, the condition, the grade of the card, that all those variables. So I think it's important to dial in so you can understand the 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 value that the current um, the current card is at, the current player that you have is at. So I like to look at the optic hollow because it's not super common. It's also not super rare. So it's got some transaction volume behind it for me to get a good idea. It's also very desirable with that rated rookie logo and the silver prism finish. And so it's, it's, it's a nice sweet point, but I think it's really important to have like an index of maybe three different cards or three different sets, a, a specific card from each set to track. And I think that's a good way to kind of approach it to give yourself a good idea of, of where your players valued at. Well, Andy, I'm going to go full Scrooge McDuck because my elitist self only collects national treasures and eminence. That's it. That is it. I, that's, that's, I, I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> I, it is interesting. I still can't get over $30,000 for a box that you don't even know what, what what's in it. Uh, but no, I, obviously, you know, in a perfect world, and you, you and I would love to be able to rip national treasures every single day, like our name is Drizzy Drake. But we cannot. And Optic Hollow is a wonderful set. Um, my friend Mint has a great LSU Optic Hollow uh, collection. There's a lot of people that love that rated rookie logo. You and I talked about this, you know, before this episode began. Like the rated rookie logo pops up more often than you would think. Um, on my LSU YouTube channel, I had Keith Sanchez of the Draft Network, and he was at the NFL Draft, Andy, and he had this backdrop where it was just rated rookie it was just a rated rookie logo just everywhere so you know for me i i've kind of looked into more optic hollow instead of prism so obviously everyone let us know in the comment section below and another set andy that that you just love um is is rookie ticket autos as well yeah because I, I like i said i'm wanting to paint that picture of of get, giving an index and a great example of this is 2021 Optic Hollow is still a new set. And the set is still making its way to eBay. It's only been out for uh, less than a couple months. So there's still a lot of supply making its way through eBay, which can be hard to move the needle. I, I look at a prime example as a guy like Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, whereas, you know, Justin Jefferson's Optic Hollows, when he broke out after week one, got up to $75, $80 
the needle hasn't really moved like that for the Opticalo of Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith. And that's just because there's a lot more supply. But right. this time next year, once all that supply has had time to circulate through the marketplace, it's going to be leveled out. And then we'll have a, a much clearer picture of what's available versus what's sold and what's stored in people's collections. And, and it, it allows you to track a um, you know, a little bit better in an index. And so therefore you look at the 2021 rookie ticket auto, look at something a little bit more rare, but not yet super rare, like the national treasures and the, and the flawless cards out of 25. You want something that, that the supply can disappear on fairly quickly, but not too quickly, not to where you can't get a good idea of, of a good average. Um, and the rookie ticket auto is, is a nice sweet spot between the optic and the base contenders, you have, you know, a pretty good sweet spot there and a very good brand recognition, desirable assets like rookie card logos and uh, on-card autographs and different uh, designs that come with those that are nice as well. So that's another really nice one for me. And then the other one, uh, Carter, would be a Prism PSA 10 because you have web apps like our Keep em web app. You know, you can easily go and paint a, a picture of the population report of that PSA 10. You know the condition is consistent across those, and you can easily see the, the price trend and track it that way. So now you have three different cards from different sets that are all very liquid to give you a good idea or paint a picture of where the value of your player is at. Yeah, I, I like that. You know, for me, Andy, I, I'm i a big rookie ticket auto fan because of you. Um, I'm a little bit different because, you know, I, I do collect a lot of 2013 cards because, you know, Tyron Matthew. But um, so, like, I, I like old school tops, you know, tops isn't a thing anymore for football cards yet. That might change. But still, you know, for me, Andy, I, I, I love three sets. I like Optic Hollow. I like rookie ticket autos um, with contenders, and I am starting to fall in love with Select just based on the great product that they have put out here for the 2021 class. So those are my three. I've kind of faded a little bit on Prism, but you know Prism's the biggest set release every single year for a reason. So it's uh, it, it's whatever floats your boat. Collect whatever you want to collect. I would though once again because we do have new people that you know google search football cards and they find your channel andy it is very important like if you start looking into sets and you want to look into investing and all that stuff to make sure that you do look at sets that are desirable right stay away from score i'll tell you this andy there's a lot of people that go to and you can find these products on shelves now there's a lot of prestige sitting on shelves, right? With, you know, Trevor Lawrence on the box. Uh, you know, is it cool to rip a product? Yeah, it's always cool to rip any product. But it's important to keep in mind that there are some sets that are very desirable and there are some sets that aren't desirable. And I go back to someone that knows a lot about this stuff, Lou Janu, who joined us on the show, the biggest thing I took away from him, you know, all the experience he has in football cards and business is just because you want something to be big doesn't mean it's going to get big, right? It makes sense that defensive players become more valuable, but it's still not the case. Uh, so it, it's just one of those things they need to keep in mind as well that, you know, just because you desire something, look, I'm a Tyron Matthew collector. There's probably 10 other big time Tyron Matthew collectors out there. 
I don't know who they are. Uh, it, it's just it's one of those things where, you know, you, you got to keep in mind that some things are desirable and some things just aren't. Yeah. And, and if and if you really want that that car to become desirable, like you're talking about, that player has got to get to the level of uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh right. Allen, Tom Brady type of level for you to start to see people going out and seeking their college uniform cards that are non autograph non serial number just to have a slice of the pie of this super elite player. That's really what it takes for these lesser desirable sets to become popular, especially today when the print runs are so much higher, the availability, the variety of cards is so much higher than it was, you know, just a a few years ago, even Carter. So I look at that and I pulled some interesting data for you here to give you an idea about the desirability and the, uh, the liquidity of optic hollow. So in the past 90 days, Carter, um, if you go to eBay and just type in Optic Hollow, filter by football, filter by sold transactions, and just buy it now, sold transactions. Optic Hollow has had 17,533 uh, buy it now solds in the last 90 days. Compare that to Prism PSA 10. They've had 10,065 Prism PSA 10 buy it now solds in the last 90 days. And then Rookie Ticket Auto has had 13,649 buy it now sold transactions in the last 90 days very interesting i I thought those prism numbers would be higher just because you know it might be different in like other sports that is very interesting that is look at you optic hollow let's go huh that i'll tell you this that rated rookie logo with that silver finish it pops it 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 just pops man uh I missed my Michael Thomas Optic Hollow cards that I sold uh, a few years ago. Um, you know, for me, Andy, I, I guess the next big thing when it comes to football cards, um, and we, we talked about them a little bit before, are these situations where you look at some of these quarterbacks that are just playing out of this world, right? Like, I love seeing Geno I love random quarterbacks that just ball out. I love the Geno Smiths. Uh, uh, of the world that is out and it's not even close outperforming the, you know, what out of Russell Wilson, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things. Like, does anyone think Gino's going to take the Seahawks on a Super Bowl run? No, but, but Andy, the, he, he's a fun ride. This has just been, you know, for me, uh, a fun, fun, fun quarterback story, him and Jared golf playing really, really, really well right now. Yeah, Geno Smith has been playing really well, like you alluded to, his accuracy. It's it's interesting when you look at his advanced stats, and that's what really jumps off the page. So true completion percentage through the first four weeks, he he's, leads the NFL, number one, and that factors out unpressured throwaways and drop passes. He leads the NFL amongst quarterbacks and true completion percentage. He also leads the NFL in play-action completion percentage. Uh, and they've got a good run game and Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker. So they've been able to set, set him up there and clean pocket. He also right now is currently number one. And, and he's not even getting a, a, a great protection right there in Seattle behind that O-line. Um, and he's just playing very efficient. You alluded to the fact that he was on the New York Jets to start his career. He's an early second round draft pick. So the guy had some hype coming out of college. And then he goes to the Jets where it's just a ton of media scrutiny and pressure. And, you know, he could have just succumbed to that pressure and and really underperformed. And now that he's 
in Seattle, I mean, we're, we could see this trend continue. He could actually have a, a really solid overall season here this year. And his cards are incredibly cheap. 2013 rookie ticket auto. I'm still looking at one right here for $50 in a buy it now format, Carter. That is so cheap when you even compare him. Look at a skill position guy. Look at DeAndre Hopkins, who's not even coming back here for another couple weeks. And his rookie ticket autos from 2013 are going for more than that. Here are the top 10 ESPN leaders in, in QBR, okay? Patrick Mahomes, that makes sense. Uh, Tua, I wish for a speedy recovery. I also think one thing about Tua, now that we've seen that I'm totally wrong and he looks pretty good, is after what he's been through this past week, people are going to relate to that. People are going to kind of cheer for, for Tua now, even if you're not like a big Tua guy. You know, it's hard to not root for him, and I hope he gets back on the field uh, quickly. Then... All right, <laughs> this is the rest of the ESPN QBR leaders. Josh Allen, Cooper Rush, Geno Smith, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett, Jalen Hurts. I, I think all of us had Jacoby Brissett when it comes to ESPN top 10 <laughs> QBR leaders going into the year. Now, I'm going to go ahead and admit you know, one mistake. I've, I've made two big mistakes, right? The Tua stuff, I, I was wrong on that take. The second mistake was, you know, this Jameis Winston stuff. I bought some Jameis Winston cards. I got offers on them, Andy, for profit. I held on to them, and, you know, I'm kind of regretting it. I kind of wanted to go on a ride. But what I did do was I didn't allow Baker Mayfield to play before I sold the cards. I took offers of you know 50 percent profits i i wasn't going to gamble on both of them because it was the, the likelihood that both of them being good was very 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 small so you know for me andy i think you know the safest thing to always do is these prospecting quarterbacks it, it's smart to sell in the hype cycle before they even you know step foot on the field I, I agree with that. Um, you look at a guy like Kenny Pickett is about to get his first official start this, this weekend against the Bills. So, uh, you know, the, the, the narrative is going to be that the Bills are about to feast on him. You also have uh, Bailey Zappi taking his first potential start for the New England Patriots this weekend. And, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys, I'm, I'm looking to sell on the hype. I'm not looking to get a greedy – because we know the truth of the matter is that most of these guys don't pan out or they go through several years of struggling. And I want to point out the one commonality that I think I can draw between that top 10 list of, of quarterbacks with the QBRs is their offensive line. Look at the offensive line of every single one of those guys has played really well. Now you could say the Seahawks, maybe a little bit middle of the pack, below average, not great, but Cleveland, great. Detroit, great. Philadelphia Eagles, great offensive line. The Bills, great offensive line. So, like, all those other guys, I mean, have all had really good offensive lines this year. And I think that's – obviously, you, you study the film and the sports analytics and stuff, and you yeah. you understand how teams built in the trenches with the O-line, the D-line, you know, and then you build the skill position players around that uh, have a lot of success. And that's what – like, look at Justin Fields. Like, uh, that's, you know, things that that really uh, affect his performance. And not just the fact that, all oh, their offensive line is so bad, but he's not even really throwing the ball. Like, nah, they're leaning nah. so heavily on the on the run game, you know. So, 
Um, it's just it's just really interesting. Yeah, I mean, the Baker uh, stock is down forty percent. His PSA ten based honors now are going for twenty four dollars, man. So taking the L, I'm taking the L there as well because he's a guy. I bought a couple. I bought you know I had to buy into that revenge narrative on him. Russell Wilson is another guy that's just not lived up to expectations in the slightest yet uh, yeah. in Denver. And a lot of fingers are being pointed at uh, Nathaniel Hackett, but there's, uh, it's just, it, they have not, they, I mean, his performance has been okay at best, you know? I want to get into a quick topic. I know we touched on it before we get into hobby tip of the week. Um, you know, th- there's product on shelves. This is unlike, you know, the past couple years, right? You could find, you know, prestige, you could find elite, uh, some of these, you know, less desirable sets on shelves. I get this question a lot, Andy, from people that are just now joining back into the hobby. Should I go buy these these boxes? Yeah, if you want to rip something, yeah. But I'm just going to be honest. Rarely are you going to pull something in there that is going to, you know, double the price of that box or be worth the price of the box. It is legit the family guy meme right it's do you want a boat or do you want or whatever the joke was do you want a boat or do you want what's in the box and it's kind of like the same thing you know that money could go towards a card that you really 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 want and what's interesting about that and we'll talk more about this next week here's what they call a teaser and the reason why i'm not talking about it now is because there is a waiting period here i i did just secure the biggest card i've ever the most important card I've ever purchased. And I'll tell you all about it next week. But when I went to the store, I saw that there were some blasters. There was some select fat packs on there, and I could have bought those packs. But I knew that that money can go towards this card that I needed. It was some. It, it was a card that I absolutely had to have. I didn't know how much it was going to go for. It was really rare. Uh, and once again, I don't want to you know, put the card before the horse because, you know, the card to us to you know, get delivered here. But I, I then used logic. I was like, OK, well, no card that I'm going to pull out of this is going to be as important to me as that card that I'm saving up money uh, to, to, to get. So anytime you see it, I know, Andy, it, it's hard to not just grab the box and then you're like, oh, OK. It's just one box. Let me put it in the cart and then go get, you know, a six pack of beer, uh, a hair a hair dryer, whatever you're going to get at Walmart or Target. Uh, if you want to get it, get it, but always be careful because the prices on all the sealed stuff and retail have gone up. Mm. I, I yeah, and I would stick with um, I would stick with the singles because I look at the price of. The Chronicles, for example, Chronicles draft pick, which you can go on uh, Target's website right now and you can get prestige blaster boxes for 25 Chronicles blaster boxes for 25. But prestige is another good example. Chronicles is a great example. They have a lot of different cards in there. You can go get the legacy silver prism auto of Brees Hall out of the 20. uh, 2022 Chronicles draft picks for $25 and just not buy that blaster box at all. I mean, we ripped one last night and I gave it away 
And uh, we pulled a uh, Kyle Straska out of there who's not even in the player profiler database. Like <laughs> uh, somebody in the comments said he was like an eighth year senior at Clemson. It's like this guy, you know, it's just it's total randomness and your hit rate is very low on retail product. Um, definitely want to stay away from like the hanger packs, those packs that uh, because those packs are easily manipulated. I, there, there was, there's been times where um, I've talked to some hobbyists, shout out to Michael Hamm in Tampa, who is very uh, much into the, the retail circle and, and getting retail product to rip it because it's a lot of fun for him. And, and so he, he's one thing he told me, stay away from the hanger packs, the cello packs, because they're easily manipulated. People will buy them or open and, and open them, weigh them the whole nine yards to, to figure out which ones have hits and, and figure out a way to, um, you know, spoil them, stage them, the whole nine yards. And the hit rate is so low to begin with because there's a lot more retail product out there. So just uh, stick stick with your, your singles. There is a viral-ish TikTok of being able to see a downtown in an optic pack. You got to – I don't know if you saw this video or not. You got to, you know, shuffle the cards around and look at it. Uh, in a certain way so it kind of just you know takes the allure out of it now we do get to hobby tip of the week andy uh well first if you have any other thoughts before we get into hobby tip of the week feel free to go on ahead but the floor is now yours my friend yeah man this could well this is my other thought and my hobby tip of the week we're we're starting to enter that time period of the season where there's going to be a lot of very good opportunities so I think it makes sense right now to be very stingy with your money. Uh, be very stingy with your money. Save up your money here the next couple weeks. I'm already starting to see this trend a little bit. Uh, you just you're not seeing, um, you know, and a lot of these guys have had rocky starts. You know, you look at the Bengals starting off zero and two. Now they're two and two. The same thing with the Chargers, and they're kind of recovering. And the Broncos are struggling. So. You have a lot of teams. Even the Chiefs are three and one. The only team undefeated is the Eagles and and Jalen Hurts. You know, leading that team. Yeah, he has seen a, a big appreciation in his cards. A Saquon. So the 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 number of players that have really gone up like fifty to a hundred percent in value on those Opticalos, the rookie ticket autos, and those Prism PSA tens is very small. It's only a handful of players. All the other ones are either kind of staying stagnant or they're kind of going down a little bit because we're entering that part in the season where all the focus is on this small handful of elite players that are playing at the top of their game that came into the season with lower expectations that are now way overperforming. You got to understand there's already multiple Super Bowl appearances baked into the values of Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Josh Allen even, and those cards are just going to have a hard time going up even more from where they're at now until they get to the playoffs and get to the, the Super Bowl. So understand that we're getting into this time period where it's going to be a lot of really good buying opportunities for then a big appreciation hype cycle into the playoffs. And I want to save my money and stalk the auctions uh, in the coming weeks and try and capitalize on some really uh, good opportunities. And especially on 2021, more rare cards just because there's so much 2021 product circulating through eBay. It has this perception of a massive excess in supply, but when the dust settles, it's going to kind of level out to that of 2020. And you can, you can see a massive difference um, in the, the sold transactions. Andy, as you know, like last year in late November around Thanksgiving time, um, 
I, I bought I bought a lot for you know very discounted prices. I bought a lot of Burrow, um, and and just because of what you said, you know, it, it's very important to keep this in mind as well. The NBA is coming up, right? And even though we don't talk basketball cards on here, there is crossover with football cards and basketball card collectors, investors, flippers, whatever you want to call them. Well, you know, the NBA's got a bunch of young stars as well, right? Uh, and a lot of people start spending their money on that because this is, you know, the NBA hype cycle. They just had, you know, their media day. Everybody looks great in their jerseys. Everybody looks like this is Zion's year. This is Luca's going to win the MVP. So understand that there are going to be some buying opportunities over this next month. Now, how do you determine if it's a good buying opportunity? Well, one way you can is, and, and I'm shameless plug, patreon.com slash football cards. There's plenty of people in there that will give you advice, and you. there's plenty of data that Andy you know, shares not only publicly on YouTube, but uh, there's charts. There's you know the weekly buyer rankings that you do, uh, eBay searches and all that stuff. But it's not just Andy. It's a group of people like Raven Invest and a lot of smart people in there. Jonathan Taylor Cards, RIP is collection right now. Uh, but uh, not RIP. Jonathan Taylor's still going to be good, but I hate that he got hurt. Uh, still, it is it is very interesting uh, that that these cycles happen, Andy. So shout out to you thinking, thinking ahead. I, I, I love that. Yeah, it's it's still heavily correlated with performance, but you know, for example, TJ Hawkinson went off for 40 something fantasy points, was a tight end one this past weekend. But there was only, I would say, a dozen buy it now solds for his cards. And people ask me, what about buying into T Hawk? Well, I'd say for one, the Lions still lost. The Lions are still, you know, struggling overall to even maintain a 500 record, right? And and so there's that whole thought process there that weighs heavily into the cards and also tj hawkinson um is got all that volume because of a lack of target competition amon ross st brown was hurt dj chark was hurt deandre swift was hurt and they have an off uh, elite offensive line so this free tj hawkinson up to put up some big receiving numbers but is that going to trend going to continue now if he goes out and for the next three weeks uh strings together some more 30 plus fantasy point performances when his expectations were only to put up, you know, 10 to 15 fantasy points and the Lions can get some more wins on the board. Now, all of a sudden, we can see a clear, you know, demand spike and therefore price increase of his his rookie card values on eBay. But otherwise, you know, it's 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 not directly correlated with uh, daily fantasy uh, football in that sense, Carter. Yeah, one thing I would um recommend and and this kind of ties in with play of the week here is always look at you know comparables at that position right like you know for me one player that's always interested in me is Travis Kelsey right here we we are witnessing you know when, when it's all said and done statistically he's the best tight end of all time uh, and and there'll be a lot of well he played with Mahomes and he had Andy Reid yeah, he's smart. He took. He, we know about the pay cut he took this. You know this off season. Uh, you know, answer this: Is T.J. Hawkinson going to have as good of a career as Travis Kelsey? I let, let me let me ask you that, Andy. 
Well, I would say no, no. Now, athletically speaking, he's similar, uh, right? But no, I mean, not unless he gets, uh, you know, uh, yeah, no, yeah. And that's the thing, you know. And and you know, I shout out Jonathan Taylor cards uh, a minute ago. This was this has been the roughest year for running backs ever, right? I saw the stat this weekend, Andy. I know you're a big fantasy football guy, as am I. That Saquon Barkley being the RB1 in fantasy is the lowest amount of fantasy points of any RB in, in years, right? Uh, it, it, it is very interesting when you look at those two positions, tight end and running back. Um, and wide receivers, of course, are, are continuing to, you know, dominate this league. So it, it it is very interesting when you look at, like, the positional stuff. Because running back and tight end are, are two, you know, two of the main fantasy football positions, along with quarterback and, and wide receiver. It is interesting when you look at it, you know, position by position. And a lot of it goes back to usage, right? I mean, look at look at how the look at the route participation and the snap share from the running backs and the tight ends. And these guys that have a high usage rate with a solid athletic profile have the the propensity to go on and break out, but they've got to maintain that level of success for us to really buy into the fact we want to go out and spend a hundred plus dollars on their rookie ticket auto. And with the thought that this could appreciate in value when they have such a long ways to go to get to the level of Travis Kelsey, think about the amount of, of high route participation and target rate usage games that Travis Kelsey had to go through to get to the level that he's at, or how many of those games did Adrian Peterson or LaDainian Tomlinson have to go through to get to the levels that they're at, you know, and, and think about, think about that for your players. So the, the one, the one uh, caveat to this is rookies Carter, because rookies are so young and they're so fresh to the NFL that literally one big game like that, if, if TJ Hawkinson was a rookie, it's a different right. story. One rookie performance uh, putting up 42 fantasy points, you're going to be on mainstream sports center. Your name, you're going to be blasted out there and you're going to see people go crazy for the rookie cards. That's the rookie FOMO element. That is a, a caveat. That is something that's almost an enigma within the hobby that you can't really carry over to even uh, 2018, 2019 draft class. Yeah. And that's the thing when you get caught up in the season, you kind of lose like how short NFL lifespan careers are, right? Like I know this because, you know, one of my favorite players is, is, is right here, Jeremy Hill. He, it ended like before, before you even know it, he was, he was, he was a great running back and, you know, never got another opportunity really after his stint with the Patriots. It's amazing how short NFL careers can be for really, really good players. So, you know, always keep that in mind. Now, play of the week, Andy. Do you want me to go first or, or, or are you going first? Well, I mean, I could, I could take the pretty obvious one here. And uh, the more I look at it, the, the analyzing the price charts, I mean, dude, I still think Jalen Hurts is undervalued. There's obviously a lot more risk uh, involved now because you're buying it at a higher price level. But when I compare his Prism PSA 10 to that of Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, I just look at the entire um, supporting cast for the Eagles 
and not just offensively, but defensively as well. They're playing at one of the best EPA rates in the league, best DVO, uh, DVOA rates in the league, just above average in all categories. And uh, this is a team that I definitely think is going to be in the playoffs as well. They could continue to win a few more games here, even um, looking at their upcoming schedule. So I'm, I'm like, Dude, I think that it makes sense to try and snipe some more um, Prism PSA 10s. If, if you look at a base card, look at definitely a PSA 10 graded format that currently is about $150 compared to the Justin Herbert and the Joe Burrow, almost two, $300. So, you know, I think there's still a lot of room for growth there in his cards. And, man, I almost think that he may still be the best buy right now in terms of quarterback. I like it. And one more thing about Jalen Hurts that is very, very, very important, okay? You compare him to Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Who has a better situation out of those three quarterbacks? Well, Joe Burrow has a bad coach. I don't want to hear any Zach Taylor nonsense. His offensive line is always in question. Um, You know, his receivers are – I mean, he's probably got the best set of receivers in the NFL, but – that situation isn't as good as a lot of people probably thought it was going into this year, especially in that division where Lamar Jackson exists. Same thing with Justin Herbert, right? Um, you know, Brandon Staley, there's, you know, some people have cooled off of him. The The Chargers have a ton of injuries right now. Obviously, those guys will get healthy again. And I still think Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are going to be great. But the Eagles here, they got A.J. Brown locked in. Devonta Smith is getting better. Dallas Goddard, I still think, has this year and probably at least two more years of prime. Um, he's got a great coach. He's got a great GM. He's got a great defense. Eagles have another top 10 pick, uh, you know, going into next year. What if they get a Kayshawn Booty uh, to add to that offense or, or something like that? The Eagles are set. The Eagles have, you know, not just this year, but another year of window and once again, a division that up to this point has played better than what a lot of people expect. But you know, no one expects Washington to be a contender. No one expects, you know, the the, the troublesome Cowboys to be a contender. Um, you know, it's it, it's a mess. That division's a mess, and the Eagles look by far the best. So even if you don't think Jalen Hurts is actually going to get the job done this year, Andy, he's got a good opportunity to at least make one Super Bowl run over this next two ish year window so i i like that i'm a big jalen hurts guy like i was telling you before the podcast began i've drafted him in every paid fantasy football league i've done every single one of them he's, he's my quarterback um he's he's a really really special special talent um my play of the week andy is going to be a little bit more general right and it goes back to you know the point i made a minute ago i kind of spoiled it is just being very careful about running back purchases. This is very interesting because it's twofold for me. Andy, I know you you like Javante Williams a lot, right? Yeah, I do I do like Javante. Um in fact I had just bought a couple of his cards that I think I haven't even opened yet. I like Javante too, but man, sucks. Jonathan Taylor. We'll see how severe he should be back. It's very interesting. Just be careful because running back prices do get absolutely crazy. And 
I, 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 this is just so glaring to me. It's still, it's still amazing. Like how great of a collection you can make, uh, of Ladanian Tomlinson and Adrian Peterson cards. It's the one thing I think about the most in football cards, like how affordable these two icons, the two best running backs of the past two decades, clearly are those two players. You could build a legendary set of those two players, right? So my play of the week is going to be a little bit more macro. It's just being very, very, very careful with running back purchases. Now, here's what's really interesting about that, Andy, is the biggest development this year in the NFL, and Chris Collinsworth brought this up on Saturday Night Football, I am a little bit of a a film nerd, is the two high shell coverages, right? The uh, the in other words, defensive backs are playing further back. They're not allowing the explosive plays. You've seen offenses that we thought would be very good be very clunky, and it's because of that. They're not giving you explosive plays as easy. So you know what teams are going to have to start doing, Andy? they got to start running on it. If defenders are going to play back and the boxes are lighter, you got to have a running game to get those safeties to commit so you could start hitting shots over the top, right? Football is very complimentary in that in, 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 in that essence. So while I say that, I do think teams are going to start trying to figure out how to run the football better. So you might start seeing, you know, over the next year or so, teams start developing more resources to running the football. Because if you can't, like right now, the Bengals – tried to fix their offensive line. They they give Joe Mixon a lot of money, and they their running game is still very, very, very clunky. Uh, you know, teams are starting to figure this out now. So it is twofold. I, I would still stay away from buying running backs, but I do think, you know, the NFL is an adjustment league. I do think over the next few years, obviously it's still going to be a passing league. That's all I'm saying at all. But I do think teams are going to try and start developing more resources to make the run game more efficient. And I think that's the one caveat, Carter, because, you know, AP, LaDainian Thomason, they're great for your collection. But what type of future performance driven events do they have to kind of create hype spikes uh, in their cards? It's not really there unless, you know, AP's maybe his boxing match with Le'Veon Bell, that (laughs) kind of stuff, or, (laughs) you know, LT on, uh, on Sports Center and NFL Network and that kind of stuff. So, Outside of that, you know, there's not really like clear events that draw a lot yeah. of media attention and for them to really go out and kind of make a, a name for themselves, uh, their legacies written in stone. So I do have like some I do feel some security in investing in guys like Javante because they're so young. Right. Twenty three. I know he'll yeah. be back next year and hopefully a better situation uh, by that point, because, you know, they'll have gotten, um, you know, work through all these initial speed bumps that the Broncos are already dealing with this year anyways and I, I mean i i see this firsthand because look at how good austin eckler did this past week and the houston texans play a lot of cover three very uh conservative defense and austin eckler just ate him up uh on the ground sunday derrick henry did this with the indianapolis colts on sunday as well he got loose and um yeah, so I can see this this trend and there's certain teams that run the ball well look at the browns with nick chubb um. I mean, he's, 
Yeah, man, he's he's been an absolute uh, beast in the in the run game this year, and uh, Saquon is virtually just going to have to take direct uh, direct handoffs from here on out. So <laughs> direct snaps and just run the ball. So he's going to have to do it all, man. Uh, so I, I do see this this trend, you know, that uh, there is oppor- opportunities, but it's not as um, it, it's it's way more volatile than wide receivers and especially quarterbacks, which continue to still clearly drive the market. Who had Clyde Edwards Alaire outscoring Jonathan Taylor up to this point? Who did? Raise your hand. I think did you I- did. Maybe I don't know. I, mean, I think there's some. <laughs> I, I would be the most biased person ever towards Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I I didn't have that, but I don't think – I will never forget the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, like, paper-rated rookie, you know, at one time going for $200 raw. Uh, I wonder where that person is right now with that card. I just want to know. You can get that card maybe for a dollar now. He was a first-round running back draft pick on the real NFL, but also in fantasy drafts as a rookie. The Chiefs, man, people were so going so crazy for him. And so when he was a rookie, man, uh, but now that PSA 10 based Donruss is has a trend of twelve dollars, even even right now. And that's just because he's just now like getting sold volume. He's like totally coming back from the dead this year in a touchdown, sort of speak. But I mean, I look at it. Okay, that when they played the Colts and the Chiefs lost to the Colts, he had seven carries for zero yards. <laughs> yet the touchdown bailed him out. And then he, like Sunday night, he looks like this pure runner, you know, breaking through the the line there and getting had a couple nice runs, couple uh, touchdowns again. So it's like, hey man, this guy's slowly him. picking up hype again, and uh, I'm I'm looking to sell. <laughs> CEH, you are always welcome here on the Fantasy Football Card Quest, as is A.J. Dillon. If anybody knows him, we'd love to have him on. Um, we appreciate everyone you know, making the show great. Five-star reviews, subscribe, ring the bell, all that good stuff. Next week, the biggest card I've ever added to my collection uh, hopefully will be in. And we'll talk about a topic next week that has been brought up to you. It's been brought up to me as well. Um, rainbows. That's coming up next week, okay? It is the Card Quest, baby. Peace. Peace. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up, man? Still got the uh, the iceberg jacket on. I, I well, I just decided to wear it because everybody liked it last week, so I decided to rock it again. Why not? Uh, how are you? Obviously, most important thing. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. I'm doing good. I it's it's there is a little chill in the air outside. It's nice. It's after the uh, the hurricane. Uh, last week it's definitely cooled off down here it's like officially fall we're getting a nice little chilly uh spell but i mean we got really lucky here in tampa man there's no other way around it we got super lucky here uh feel terrible for the people like two hours south because they just got like wrecked and you know yeah well i i'm i like i've Dealt obviously with the hurricane, not me personally, but you know, I had you know, family from Katrina relocate and stay with my family for uh, you know, a really long time, and it's just so 
so sad and and devastating. Uh, but yeah, it's it sucks. I was worried for you because uh, you know I talk to you you know more than pretty much anybody now. Um, and I'm glad you and your family are okay. More importantly, I'm glad. Forget you and your family. I'm glad your football cards are okay. I know that's all you <laughs> care about. Yeah, I had people reaching out to me like, hey, man, uh, make sure you put those in like a watertight uh, Tupperware to container to <laughs> keep them safe. Uh, uh, no, I, I, yeah, I appreciate all the uh, the advice and the warm wishes from everybody because I did, man. I had to batten down the hatches. It was like living in a dungeon. It's the weirdest thing, but having your windows boarded up and not being able to see outside, like unless you open the front door, it was so weird. So I was like immediately friday i mean that's what we did we were taking down boards and just a bunch of like little tree debris in the yards and stuff but overall we got really lucky here i need to do uh two things now that i mention it uh number one i finally uh i bought like a year and a half ago um like a bunch of slabs to get slabbed by pure graded X mm-hmm. uh, when they had like a, like a $7 a slab uh, deal. Um, and I finally sent my cards there. Uh, so I got to fill out my form for that. Um, and my second thing was uh, I was, I was very interested in uh, crap. I just lost my thought. My, I just completely lost my second thought. It was something like kind of profound about like football cards. Uh, oh, I still got to fill out the the stuff you sent me for uh, the the charts that one of our patrons does. Yeah, man, the web app. The web the, app is uh, it's, 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 that tool is incredible. Is it yeah, like is it do you like it better than like market movers or card ladder or something like that? Oh yeah, because uh you know it does exactly the same thing that that theirs do. Um it it gives you so much intel and I like the like market movers is really uh clunky in my opinion. Got I've played with it and stuff before and it's very limited and you have to like really kind of hunt. This one it, he does a really good job of, of making the user interface super friendly, easy to use. Like there is no train. You don't need training. You don't need practice with it, you know, for a couple hours before you figure out how to do a simple compare and historical price comparison and uh, look at a chart. Um, The data is reliable. It does exactly what those things do. And um, but we also have incorporated the fact that we are just it's just football cards. Right. And it's just graded cards because you have the consistency there and like the search queries and being able to pull in like consistent data. So, um, yeah, it's got all that. And and they show the population report and what he what he's got on there also that's better than market movers and card ladder is the little buttons, the tabs, so you can quickly toggle between PSA, 1090, BGS, 9, you know, all the different grades from the four major grading companies. Got PSA, BGS, SGC, and CSG 
on there. And so you can get a quick comparison of that plus the sales volume, plus the sales trend, plus the one thing that our app does that no other apps do is we give a market volume. So he's also tracking auction sold volume and buy it now sold volume and differentiating between the two and giving that data on a daily basis. So nice. there's market trends we're able to see in that app that uh, market movers and car ladder aren't able to. Uh, they don't they don't have that feature set set up unless they've just done it like it's brand new. Um, I know but, they had like some kind of new launch or something. Uh, I saw that on Twitter. I don't know what it, I don't know what it was, um, but it, it was it was something. Um, but yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking about this over, over the weekend. Like, um, one of one of uh, Jay Hill's buddies is uh, Geno Smith, and uh, I, dude, I I just love me some Geno Smith. I've always just thought he was like just the perfect backup quarterback, but when he was at West Virginia, like, obviously he played in an offense and he had like I believe like Noel Devine and some other good pieces around him. Um, but guy, he was good and he's always just been, you know, he, he wasn't really that good with the Jets, obviously, but he was with the Jets, right? And now, you know, he's with the Seahawks. Yeah. A lot of people are killing the Lions defense, but you know, it's just one of those things like with, with, with Gino, you know, Gino Smith, and I want this to be included in, in this show, Gino Smith is who we thought Baker Mayfield was going to be for Carolina. Right now, does it help that once again, Geno Smith has played some some worse defenses? Yeah, it, it it helps. He's played, you know, the Broncos who aren't that good. Obviously, the Lions this past weekend, but I mean, he, he he's he's solid. Like, I mean, he played he, San Francisco, and they got the best defense in the league, pretty much besides Philadelphia, and he had an eighty percent completion percentage against them. He's good, and he's good. You know, he's very there, accurate. There, there, there's a lot of things I, you know, I know he's older, and I know he's like not going to be elite, but there's a lot of mechanical things I like about him. Right, like he's mobile enough to make you pay, but he's not really a runner. He's like a little bit faster version of like Byron Leftwick, if you will. Um, not obviously that talented with the arm, but. Uh, but what's really interesting about Gino is when I watch him, it's like he he's he's tall. He's, he's he's very tall, and he stands tall in the pocket, and he could see everything, and that's been a big thing, you know, in the NFL, right? Uh, you know, not, not to get like too much into like the weeds or whatever, but you know, Chris Collinsworth brought this up on Sunday Night Football, and and this is the biggest thing in the NFL this year. Are, are the coverage principles they, they've changed? I know we don't talk a lot of like schematics uh, on here, but you know defenses play more too high shell cover four. They're just being more conservative, right? So you know where, where you have to attack those things is through is is over the middle. Uh, you have to be able to see things really well, and Gino is uh, it, it, it just sees everything. And he, he's just playing really well right now. He's just one of those guys that you just kind of 
cheer for maybe the seahawks make a little surprise run here baby let's go yeah i mean i kind of i kind of look back at his career with the jets and i see the type of media scrutiny that they place on their players zach wilson the prime example and i think they put a ton of outside pressure like the giants do it too look at daniel jones and there's just a ton of media scrutiny a ton of of like the tabloids coming after you, you know, type of environment, and it's just a ton of pressure. So, you know, uh, I think that Gino could have a little resurrection here, man. Looking at all the advanced analytics around his accuracy this year, it, it's really impressive, dude. I mean, eighty percent completion percentage against the 49ers, even though they they lost, but. Look at his um, his EPA right now is, is a plus 11.5, which is 16th. His clean pocket accuracy is number thir- three in the league. Catchable pass rate, number one. I mean, uh, play action completion percentage, number one. So he's right now, he's leading the NFL in true completion percentage, which factors out unpressured throwaways and drop passes. Unbelievable. It, it, it's... So I was looking at his I was looking at his card values because I'm actually thinking about um, buying some because I mean this could be a, a I mean obviously the weapons are incredible in uh, in Seattle and Pete Carroll's ex surprisingly letting him open it up a little bit maybe yeah. that goes back to the the height thing I mean Russell Wilson is a lot shorter and he does have to kind of like a lot of times you see Russ making his best plays when he scrambles out of the pocket. Maybe that's because he could see the zone coverage a little bit better and it helps him pick apart the defense. Uh, and I mean, I don't know, man, it looks like uh, Gino, their schedule's not incredibly difficult either. And he's already played some pretty decent defenses anyways. And this could be a, a, a nice little resurrection tour for Gino Smith this year. I mean, uh, he's he's worth it buying a rookie ticket auto at thirty dollars because 2013 rookie ticket autos just aren't like that's like a sixty dollar DeAndre Hopkins rookie ticket auto. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's over a hundred, you know. So it's like he's a quarterback, and it looks like he's definitely gonna start the rest of the year. And right now, he's kind of being uh, talked about a lot, you know. Yeah, I see one of his rookie ticket autos went for you know sixty seven. But yeah, I mean, if you could find anything in that thirty dollar range, that's a oh, there's one that ended for sixteen. Yeah, it's got some soft corners. And what's interesting, if you look in close at the Geno's rookie ticket autos, they have like these built-in creases. The way they made the ticket look in 2013 looks like a real ticket that you would have taken to a game that got kind of creased up a little bit. And so yeah. it's hard to tell. If there's an actual crease in the card, or if that's design crease, <laughs> it, God, I love the way, man. You know, I'm a, you you kind of made me a rookie ticket auto sucker. Um, I'm thinking about changing my whole LSU PC to just being rookie ticket autos. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> but like, I'm looking, uh, Geno Smith Green Prism. That just looks filthy. So a couple a couple zebra stripe cards have surfaced for your boy. Okay. You saw the uniforms Thursday night, man. So sick. Oh, dude, they're there's just nothing like those uniforms, man. 
we got to do our weekly zebra zebra stripe search look what i found i found the uh, select certified here that surfaced for eighteen hundred fifty dollars you want you want, you want to hear a hot take yeah i don't like uh i don't like select cards like that that have like those waves on it uh because it's just kind of hard to read what's on the card you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like a card that that's like that. Now, it could just be that I, I'm a nerd, but uh, but yeah, I like that, the I I like the wave design on prisms. But I get what you're saying. It it does sometimes make it hard to see certain things on the card. But like, man, it doesn't matter. Anything zebra print, Jamar Chase is crazy. I'm still waiting to see. I've checked a few times. Obviously, you know, you, you you see this stuff more than I do. I'm just still waiting to see if something like that will pop up, like the actual zebra print. God, I hate breaks on eBay. Yeah, like it clouds. It just muddies the water so bad. I'm and I do, just do people make money on that. Do, 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 how does that even work exactly? Well, I mean. I think they provide instructions to the link um, that you you go to to watch the break, and they fill the spot. I'm, you know, to be honest with you, I've only ever done the one break, and I've never, you know, would be a good person to ask is Steve and Raven. They they I think filled a break they did, and they used eBay and and put up a spot. I just, man, I don't know. I it is a lot of work, like breaking is not for for everybody like it's it's a lot of work just the few that i've done for the community i don't yeah. mind doing them every once in a while but it's a lot of work making sure everything stays organized and you know having to sort the cards by the teams and the people that they go to and then put together all the shipping and stuff it's like uh you know shipping out for ebay times eight <laughs> okay so this one looks this one's been my favorite one that surfaced um, cause I know one of, one of our viewers, you know, has a die cut version of, uh, uh, of a card that looks like this, but it's still crazy that just the regular zebra print one has not, I've not seen a copy. Have you seen a the copy? Field level? Nope. Yeah. That's why I, I keep looking for it. But that field level zebra print is insanely rare. Dude, um, it has not surfaced yet. Here's the ooh, this one's the phenomenon. So this is uh, that is phenomenon insert nice. this year. Crazy background design on that one, man. Dude, I I would I'm I kind of like that the field level Jamar has not surfaced yet. That just kind of adds to the allure of this card. It's uh yeah, it's a chupacabra, man. So the, the so the field level okay so the field level of Kellen Mond has surfaced as has Devonta Smith. Yeah, yeah, you've had in the Josh Palmer we saw sell. There's a Javante Williams. Ah, got to pour some out for Javante Williams, mm. man. God mm. bless America. Hate that so much. God, all these other prints. The Zach attack. I need to Wrong go on ahead one. and start selling a lot of my collection just to be ready to get this Jamar card. You got to be ready, man. It's... Yeah, I, I might not. You might not. It, 
I did not think that they would be this rare. So you would uh, probably the probably the print run on them is probably like fifty. Oh, there's a big Mike, three ninety nine. Um, uh, yeah. In terms of SSP, when it's labeled SSP by the hobby and the manufacturer, yeah, it's a print run of fifty. It's crazy, man. If I get one, I know it's going to be controversial. If I get one, I'm putting it in an SGC slab. Ooh, with the black, that black and white, the black and white aesthetically, I think it would look better than the uh, the 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 PSA slab. 2020 score Tom Brady score tribute autographs. Okay, one of one. So I know it's not like an older card, and it's like you know, just a new parallel of him in a in in the Patriots uniform. My favorite thing about this card, though, is the one of one is clearly printed on the card, right? Mm -hmm. It's the most important thing about the card, right? The, the one of one is the most important thing. Then it's auto, and then, of course, you know, it's Brady. Uh, but, you know, I like one of ones that clearly state it's a one of one on the card, right? If If I'm looking at this card, if you're holding it 10 yards away from me, I can clearly see it's a one of one, right? I hate one of ones where the one of one is printed on the back or it's kind of like on the side. I love cards that have a very bold serial number on the card. So, you know, for me, my hot take is I think of legends, the cards uh, that are modern parallels of legends will get bigger. Right. We've already seen it like 2012 Prism, uh, Steph Curry cards. It's, uh, you know, it's a very iconic, you know, set 2012 LeBron James, 2012 Peyton Manning, 2012, uh, you know, Tom Brady Prism, whatever. Just because those cards have like rarity to it, they're numbered, where like a lot of the older players don't really have a whole lot of that. Um, but, the thing is about about this card in, in in particular was this guy cracked it, and you know he said I sent my one on one Brady to CSG and it graded eight point five in auto ten. Made the call to break the slab and submit the PSA. Not only did it come back with a lower grade, PSA decided their perceived value was between five to ten k and upcharged me seven hundred fifty dollars. Oof. Think about getting a lower grade. Now, the discussion would be, well, even though it has a lower grade because it's in a PSA slab, it's going to go for more. And I agree with I agree with that, obviously. I think everybody would agree that a PSA 8 will go for more than a CSG 8, 8.5, especially of a card like that. But um, – and also the red, white, blue color match with the Patriots. That's like a smaller thing. But the thing is, though, it's like it's part of the reason why I've never sent a card anywhere uh, to, to to get to get graded, um, j just simply because of that the perceived value thing. I've never quite, you know, understood that, and it gets into you know the discussion about PSA is are you a PSA or bus kind of guy and for me it's just I'm never going to be that
I'm, and I know a lot of people in the hobby that are that they are PSA. I'm, you know, uh, when I get some of my Tyron Matthew cards, people that know uh, way more about football cards uh, will, will say, "Hey, are you are you gonna crack it into the PSA?" And I'm like, mm, "No." Like it, it goes back, and I know you've done plenty of good videos. I highly recommend everyone go look at your videos on how to crack slabs correctly. Uh, but it goes back to the thing. Like I didn't get into the hobby to use garden shears and 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 and, and become Tim Allen or 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 uh American pickers if you will. I, I don't even know what they do on those shows. But <laughs> uh, to 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 crack things open. That's just not it's just not my thing. And man, I I don't know. It's just not something that I would do. I, I just don't think I would ever crack a card and, and send it. Knock on wood. I might do it. I don't know. You know, CSG according their technicality says that if if you can't find a comp, so you can't find a sold transaction for the card you're submitting, then put in how much you paid for it. But what blows me away is that, and I've submitted some really rare cards through you know the group submissions that we do, and yeah. they've never come back and said, "No, we think this is worth such and such more." Oh, cool! It just it just blows my mind that PSA it takes the the liberty, and it seems a little. You know, like they're doing this to kind of price gouge people, takes the liberty to come up with their own perceived value. Like, technically, that guy should be able to put in what he paid for that card. It's a one of one. If he got it for uh, two grand, then he should be able to put two grand on the PSA submission form. And that should be the value of the card. PSA shouldn't be allowed to, without proof, like without, hey, Here's a recent eBay sold transaction. So if you've got a rookie ticket auto, Joe Burrow, and you're trying to put in the, the value is 500, then PSA can change that to 2,500, but show a comp, like show a comp from eBay that said this showed this card recently sold for 2,500. You can't do it with the one-on-one. So I don't see how they can justify changing that on their, on their own opinion. They just, it's just kind of like they, they think they know all like they, they, they are the Kings grading company and it's their way or the highway kind of thing. And they're kind of taking advantage of some people that clearly took advantage of this guy, in my opinion. Like, I don't think that they were warranted to put him in that higher tier without like some kind of proof to show that that card should be in that tier and not just arbitrary, you know, it, it should just be a flat thing. Right. Like if you're I'm fine with sending in a nicer card and it having to cost more to grade that card for like super express. That's, that's cool. But it's just like, you know, something like that, that just kind of sucks. Right. Because I mean, look, a Joe Burrow rookie ticket auto, if he goes on a heater, like he did last year, it, what you're buying now is going to be completely different than maybe when they grade it. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it Huh? that's another good point you know that's another good point because they may not get to grading that card for three months from now whenever that card has gone up a uh, two thousand dollars in value you know mm. possible but i told him i was like hey like this this all i do when i'm not doing my my youtube channel all i do is like football cards um and some basketball now but like i just freaking 
I just freaking love that rated rookie logo. So now I'm starting to think about, you know, do, do I really, do I really love prism so much that like, I absolutely need prism product and I'm starting to think maybe, maybe not. Uh, but what do I know? Let me see. What do you, what do you think about the emojis that they added? Uh, 2021 optic, the, the, these, let me see. I don't know. They're considered case hits. They've got ones with rocket ship emojis. Like this is the Jamar chase rocket ship emoji one around the uh oh on the head okay yeah i've seen that i was but i never actually looked in close i saw like the little prints on i saw a a mac jones jones one that's that's cool yeah they've got flame emojis rocket ship i can't remember what other if if those are the only two if they had a couple the biggest difference between just general football and fantasy football like tracking stock of a player is the fact that there's so many different variables in football cards and one of those being the brand the set the print run the condition you know the grade and like trying to get a good handle on what the stock of your player is doing is tough when there's so many different variables. So one strategy is to focus on one specific set and okay. it makes it a lot easier to track than the, the, the up and downs in that set to kind of, kind of go and get a good sense of, okay, yeah, my optic hollows yeah. uh, for such player have gone up X percentage, you know, and, but because you don't want to do it with a card that is super common, but you also don't want to do it with a card that's super rare because you're just not going to find very many available listings, not very many sold transactions. It's going to be super expensive. And then a card super common is just like there's always going to, you know, especially 2020, 2021, it always feels like there's going to be hundreds of available listings and it's going to be very hard to kind of move the needle. So you got to find something in between. And that's why I like the optic hollow, um, and you you can see it. You could you could see what's going on with Jalen Hurts optic hollows. I just got an offer on mine this morning for a hundred, and I'm like, hold the phone. Well, what do you have it listed for? One thirty. One fifty. Okay. One fifty. And- well, that's because that Herbert and Burroughs are going for between one fifty and two hundred. And actually, they got up to Burroughs got up to two fifty, three hundred in the uh, playoff Super Bowl run. And I've seen Herberts get up to that. So, depending on what I see happen this week, because I see transactions already popping off for a hundred, I may raise my price to two hundred because it's in really good condition. And I mean. That, but that's the thing. I bought it before week three for fifty dollars, sixty out the door with with uh, with shipping. You could have got them for like twenty dollars in back in February. My biggest mistake with the Jalen Hurts thing, um, you know, you've made a lot of money on Jalen Hurts cards. You just have, right? Yes, you've done sir. a really good job with it. Uh, you did it. You did last year, honestly. Um, you know what's funny? And I told you this, you know, when we were doing the the, the content creator draft, Jalen Hurts was my fantasy quarter. Is my fantasy quarterback in every league? I have one league, like my Power LSU league, 
where Trevor Lawrence is my fantasy quarterback, but every other league, Jalen Hurts is my guy. Um, I, I I was really high on him in fantasy going into this year, right? Because I kept hearing all these fantasy analysts say, well, I want a quarterback who can run and get you more points. I was like, well, Jalen Hurts, how many quarterbacks as a runner is better than Hurts? Lamar. Um, and that's it. Like, obviously, Josh Allen's really good runner as well. Uh, and, and there's a few others. I mean, Fields is probably a better runner that hurts but he can't throw and his you know his team sucks but hurts is just amazing he's just really really solid and i'm like okay you get aj brown dallas goddard is so freaking underrated and you got the best center in football kelsey um and i'm like holy crap this just makes sense so i drafted him in the sixth round every single time if he if he lasted fifth or sixth round Bang, 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 bang. And I was like, well, if I went all in on him for that, and I love fantasy football so much, why did I not buy any of his football cards You know, before this year? If I thought that highly of him, that fantasy football is something that I love, why would I not just go in on football cards, something else that I love as well? So I I, I hated it. Uh, I hate I didn't do it. I hated, you know, I looked at a Jalen Hurts auction, PSA 10, just for his prison base last year. I'm more ending in like, like the low 40s last year. I think low 40s, low 50s, and I was like, God. Even though I'm not like a base fan in any shape, form, or fashion, PSA 10 in in that, I was like, dang, that's just insanely low for a guy that's on a loaded team in a weak ish division. Yeah, so, that's a great question. Like, what do you type when you when you pick a player that you want to zone in on? What do you type in on eBay? Like what, you know, what do you type in on eBay? How do you, how do you focus in what's set? Um, or, you know, it's, it's, it's a really interesting question because there's a lot of different ways to do, to do that and approach that. And that's yeah. just a good conversation. Yeah. So that, that should be the question. And then after that, we'll just kind of, we'll just kind of figure it out. Like uh, we normally do. And then hobby tip of the week and then play of the week. And uh, we, we shall be good to go. So let me know whenever you're ready. All right. Um, yeah, man, let's rock and roll. Let's go. Football card collecting and investing.